welcome. I'm Alan Hargraves and this is Recharge On Air. Well, there are reasons, you know, why we don't always get it right. Take this example. On Friday, the 16th of October, 1987, I ended a prosperous week with a few drinks in the Singapore Cricket Club. Our stockbroking firm was flourishing. I was young, reasonably arrogant and a millionaire. On Monday morning, Asian prices collapsed. Global markets did likewise that night. By Tuesday morning, I was in debt. It was my first lesson in behavioural economics. The idea that investors are not rational human beings... Contrary to what I'd learned at university, they are emotional ones. I'm not talking about markets, I'm talking about people, people like me. On Tuesday, a colleague asked if I'd seen the Japanese futures market. I presumed it had followed suit. And more, he said. That highly leveraged contract outcrashed everyone. It was probably the best buying opportunity of the decade. And I knew that. But making decisions in tough times is hard. From the sidelines, I watched that contract rise several hundred percent over the next week. A rational investment decision would have bailed me out. I didn't make one. There are, we know now, plenty of reasons. Behavioural economists have made it clear that our decisions are heavily impacted by emotions. Even smart people make dumb decisions under stress. Availability bias is one reason. When something really bad has just happened it becomes evidence it can happen again, even if there's only a remote possibility of it being repeated any time soon. There's also gambler's fallacy, like a slot machine addict playing the same machine, thinking each roll will get them nearer to a jackpot. In fact, machines are programmed to reset the odds for every turn. It might be 1,000 to 1 when you play it the first time, it will still be 1,000 to 1 when you play it again. But don't rule yourself out just because you aren't a gambling addict. Most of us get stuck in irrational behaviour ruts. My 1987 gloom was evidence of Richard Kahneman's loss aversion. Losses generate far stronger emotional responses than do the joys of winning. I've experienced this in sport and in business. Wins quickly become what happened yesterday, whereas the impact of a setback can linger for days. Other findings include anchoring, when we view the status quo as a benchmark, failing to see lateral alternatives available from a different perspective. Or the extremely common confirmation bias, where we only see evidence that supports our own view. That's brought many a charismatic CEO undone. One remedy to all this is obvious. There is always the flip side. Do whatever you can to stand back and see the alternative view. Stay open. Get other input. It works both ways. Don't just get others to point out the opposite of your pessimism. Have a devil's advocate examine your optimism. It doesn't mean you immediately go from putting it on red to putting it on black. In fact, you probably shouldn't bet the farm on either. Taking a big plunge on Nikkei Futures in 1987 might have been too brave for me, but a small wager would at least have been a rational response. At the time, I was stuck in my own head. Now there's an old saying that you should treat your head a little like a dangerous neighbourhood. You really shouldn't hang around in there alone. I'm Alan Hargraves. This has been Recharge On Air. Thank you for listening.